Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. Welcome back to another episode of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, be able to have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series, is a series created by Full Circle Television featuring people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships, opening up about the joys and tests of their relationships as they navigate through life. Whether your parents were your best friends or if you barely knew them, our relationships with our parents impact our lives today. This week, Rachel, Angie, and Jazz sit down with their parents and talk about mental health, mourning death, and rough patches in their relationships. So, and I'm just like, throw it away, 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 throw all this stuff away. You don't need none of this stuff. You're going to have to let this go. Me saying that and then her not even mourning about her husband is like me saying, forget what y'all had. You know, forget what y'all had. Forget everything y'all had and focus on what I'm trying to do right now. And that's so what I was, it is. I was being careless and not understanding, you know, she lifting you up. She lifting your spirits and being there for you. And the whole time, all you doing is like, get out, get out, get out, get out. When you leaving, when you going, when you, when you going to get your stuff out, when you going to do this, when you going to do that. The magic happening, kind of feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening, everything that we need, everything that we pay, girl. The magic's happening, and the feeling is great and it's feeling it's great, girl. The magic happening. The most supportive of my mom is when we had a talent show. Um, I was in eighth grade. Uh, we had a talent show in my school. I went to Hartford University, um, and I was David Ruffin from The Temptations. He was definitely one of my favorite people for The Temptations. And I wore my uncle's suit, and I had on his gaiters. She took my hair and slicked it to the back so it looked like I had one of them uh, wavy froze. And when I came out, because I uh, sung, sung Ain't Too Proud to Beg, so when I slid across the stage and stuff, she was just so proud. She was screaming. She like, oh, that's my baby. But that's the time I felt the most supported by her. Like, she still, she still talk about that and still asked me to go back to Hartford to see if they got the video recording of it. I'm like, girl, you know how old I am now. They ain't got that damn recording. I'm proud of Rachel. Rachel does so many different things. And I support, I really support her and everything that she do. So all the way around, I'm proud of her, her lipstick line, her, the way she designed clothes and 
she don't think I'm proud of it because I don't yell it out or, you know, go to all her events and stuff. But she know I've never been that kind of outgoing person. So she don't realize that I'm truly, truly proud of everything that she do. But you know how sometimes mothers just don't want to, you know, I brag, but I, I, I'm a silent brag. So that's why she don't think I'd be proud of her. But I'm proud of everything she does. I don't even think I could just limit it to a moment um, that I felt the most supported by my dad. Like I always, you don't realize how supported you are until you see when people are not supported at all. So um, even now, I'm 32. <laughs> you, you know, if I need something, I just call them or, you know, I ask them. I don't like to ask people for things. I don't have a problem asking for things. Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. Um, uh, money. Money. When she graduated from college. Well, that, that, that was a bunch of moments too, so, you know. Well, the first was when she won the state. That was the first? I was like 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was the first big moment. You know? uh, yeah, he had some small moments, even <laughs> winning championships at Garden Halls or whatever. But no, I've, I've been proud of a lot of our achievements. The, the correct answer should have been August 4th, 1988. <laughs> when I was just last year when I told her some devastating news that I thought was like the end of the world to me. Mm -hmm. But she really made me feel that it was okay. I'm still loved. Somebody will still accept me for who I am. Um, that it happens. And that she still loved me. Although I felt that it was like embarrassing. Um, but her just telling me that it's going to be okay. And it's, it's ways around it. We still talk felt, about it right yeah, now. Like, we talk about it all the time right now. It's okay. It, it's not it's not, not the, the end of the world. world. I will right. still be loved. Um, life still goes on. Um, but yeah, I think I felt more most supported then. I was most proud of Jasmine when she graduated with um, her associates. Like, I mean, like I was like. Super, super proud. I smiled all day. I was at work crying. Like, I cannot believe that that she's giving me this. Like, I took somebody else's child and I totally transformed them into mine. It was like nature versus nature. But at the same time, like, she was just giving me everything. Like, I felt like I did. Like, I had did the best thing in the world. I mean, and just... Because to see her walk across the stage and just just to see her be proud of her own accomplishments, knowing that where she came from and, you know, where she could be to see where she's at right now. And it shows her where she can go. So to just see her walking across that stage was like everything. And I was late there, so. <laughs> she made me. But I, I was there. I'm, I'm, I was there, so. Yeah. In her uniform. In my uniform, yes. She was always showing up somewhere in her uniform. <laughs> but I was kids. there. I had to go to work. I was there. <laughs> but that was like just, that was the, the best moment of my life. I mean, 
Um, the, honestly, me and my mama only ever really had one rough time in our relationship, and it was not too long ago, and it was the first time we ever really had a rough spot. And it just, I think it was just two people who were very emotional. Um, you know, she was, we was staying in the same household for a little while, um, since my dad had passed away. We kind of needed each other um, at the time, and you know, two adult women staying in one house after a while is like, you have your way of doing stuff, I have my way of doing stuff, you want me to do stuff right now, I gotta remind you that I'm an adult, and you like, that's disrespectful for you to remind me that you're an adult, even though I know you are, um, and really how we got through it was just talking about it and understanding that, in all honesty, we both still healing. Um, people say that death is something that, you know, you, time heals all, but with death, that's not true. Um, he was a big part of my life because he was my father, but he was a major part of her life because she knew him before I did. Um, that was her best friend, her everything. I couldn't imagine not waking up to Lewis every day. I couldn't imagine, um being with him so long and then just the little stuff that you remember about your mate like oh, I remember I used to roll over and I used to be able to lay on his stomach or you know or he used to crack this joke and make me laugh or whatever and not having that no more he hadn't really we neither one of us was done healing and then we were trying to be in a household together where her lifestyle and my lifestyle are two different lifestyles so um, she may not always understand stuff that, you know, me and my, my husband do. And we may not understand what she wants us to do because we like, we, that's not what we want to do. Um, I think we got into one big argument. And then after that, we talked about it and it got, now it we, got, it got, it got better after I moved because like she said, I have, I'm set in my ways and, and I want I want things done when, like, Richard, you need to do this. And she's not going to do it till she get ready to. So, yeah, I exploded that particular day because I was just frustrated. And I was trying to move at the same time. And to me, they wasn't understanding to help me process that move, you know, even though... We already had discussed, well, mom, uh, either you're going to move or I'm going to move. And I, I was like, I, it's best for me to move because it's only me. Why should I live in a four-bedroom house and y'all have to go someplace else? I can get me a one-bedroom apartment and just be comfortable, you know. So at that particular time, they was not really, to me, listening to me and trying to understand and help me move forward the way I wanted to go. So, uh, I went off. I went off the chain, you know, where everybody had to get out the house. But then I calmed down and I looked over everything and Rachel went to work that morning and Louise, the kids, went to school. And I said, oh, I didn't have to do all that. But that's where they drove me to. You know, some people can drive you to your point of where it, now it has to be said. So and then I texted her at work and told her I was sorry for the way I went off. But I meant everything I said. So she understood that. And that's how we got back on track. And not that... I don't even think they was thinking that 
my emotions. But my emotion was, I got to keep a clear head so I can make them keep a clear head. And even though my mental stress, I did that alone to myself at night, they didn't see that part of me. They never have seen that part of me. So I was struggling, but at the same time, I was lifting them up. Um, yeah, she definitely, definitely never broke down in front of us. And that was one of the things I used to always uh, tell her. But I also used to, you know, I did go see a therapist. Um, I even tried depression medicine through the doctor. Um, she made me stop taking it because uh, it was making me sick. And she was like, girl, that, you ain't, you'll be okay. Right. Um, going to the ter therapist helped a lot. But at the same time, I, I realized, like, depression is something that you put yourself in. You tell yourself that you're depressed. It's a mental thing. Um, and that's why they call it mental health. Because you, some people are strong enough um, to get out of that mental space. And some people are not. Um, I thank God that I was strong enough to get out of the mental space. But it did take for me to lean on my family to get out of that mental space. Because one thing my dad used to always say is, you promise two things in life. One is life, one is death. That's right. Um, you don't know when your day is coming, but it has to come. Um, and he always used to talk about his funeral, but of course, being a kid, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to talk about that um, to prepare us mentally for it. But talking about mental health in our household is something that we do all the time anyway because mm -hmm. it's so important because it's so many mental things going on in the world. So even if your child is you or your child are not going through anything, y'all see it. And sometimes, if you're not strong enough, people's mental health will bear on you. Um, and my mom was definitely a major support, but then after we got into it and stuff, I had to realize, like, sh we weren't we weren't there for her. You know, we I didn't understand, like, her, you know, the house that we live in is the house her and my dad was in. You know what I mean? So she's parting ways from all of her people would say it's materialistic but it's stuff that her and him built together this was a house they worked for that they finally decided oh we're gonna move from 14 to keith and we're gonna get us a house in a good neighborhood and you know this is something they worked for and although to me i feel like y'all got a lot of junk in here like y'all got a lot of extra stuff that we, they got like 10 george former girls but those are our memories but that is it's their stuff you know what i'm saying for her to be walking away from it because she can't take it to her apartment so, and I'm just like, throw it away, 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 throw all this stuff away. You don't need none of this stuff. You're going to have to let this go. Me saying that and then her not even mourning about her husband is like me saying, forget what y'all had. You know, forget what y'all had. Forget everything y'all had and focus on what I'm trying to do right now. And that's so what I was, it is. I was being careless and not understanding, you know, she lifting you up. She lifting your spirits and being there for you. And the whole time, all you doing is like, get out, get out, get out, get out. When you leaving, when you going, when you, when you going to get your stuff out, when you going to do this, when you going to do that. The thing about my dad and me is that we act so similar. And I don't think he realized how similar we act sometimes. Maybe he do. But, so, I get the chill part of him. He's, he's very chill. Like, he's very laid back. But... He not laid back no more. He's not laid back at all. 
and I'm the same way. So for the most part, we kind of can avoid conflict-ish because we don't like, uh, but when we don't avoid it, it's just dynamite. But we always get through it because I love him. We love him. So um, at some point, we know we have to bring it back around. How about some dinner? <laughs> um, a rough time in our relationship was when Jasmine was in college. Jasmine was totally going against the grain with me. Jasmine got in trouble, went to jail. Um, just out of control. And, you know, she had just got too grown. She, too grown. And, but how we got through it is that we talked. I think our, I think our relationship became much better in behind it. You know, um, I mean, I was, I was there regardless. I, I was disappointed. Seriously, then at that point, I was disappointed. Um, but we, we talked about it, mm -hmm. you know, she did what she had to do and, but I think at that point, that was my biggest disappointment. That was the roughest, hardest part. I was like, you know, fuck this. Have I lost my mind? What the hell? Like I went through all this shit and this is what I'm getting in return. But I think like, I, I think we became closer at that point. Mm -hmm. Because then I think she, it was a time that she needed me. And once again, I did not turn my back on her. You know, uh, actually, I let you sit in jail for a few days and I was getting ready to get you out, but then they let her out. <laughs> I was getting ready to get her out. I, I was. But <laughs> that was a big disappointment. Yeah, I would agree. That, that was, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Growing up in a household, knowing that I like okay, my cycle started and she she was just like okay, well now you a woman, but That's she didn't teach happened, me. Though. Well, we ain't gonna tell. She didn't teach. She got I threw a pad away, didn't wrap it up. I just threw it in there, and she was pissed about it. But I'm like, of course she yelled at me, cussed me the fuck out, like. But you never showed me how to wrap up a pack you you talk you told me that i'm not a, not a woman but you didn't teach me how i do this in the bathroom like i i haven't i don't watch you you was using tampons the fuck was I, how gross where the fuck is pads <laughs> coming in at so i and i was like wait now i don't know how to even but i feel that it also was a part of okay she's not my mother and i don't feel that we were that close and at I, that point I don't I, so. I did miss that that bond of me and my mom yeah that she had with her and her girls I feel that it was different so that was a little rough for me I feel that now we are a lot more mommy and daughter that was like really gross for me like because remember like when you first got bras like I did not want to go with her to get and, a bra and like, I, I felt that like that was her mom's job to go with and her I and I needed you at those moments in life because like I mean but even still like it's you may have needed me, but it was weird for me. And I get that, but like, then who who was? It's like to do it was job? weird for me for Drita to ask me how to put a tampon on. I don't want to show you how to do that. Like that's gross. 
So she had to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me having to figure out. It wasn't just you. No. <laughs> but, but girl, you but I are show a mother to daughters. Like, what do you... Jackie never showed me. It was just something that I figured out. Like, yeah. see, like, back in the day, like, we probably watched, like, a lot of video. Like, not videos, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, you read a book. Like, that's what they used to do. Like, you read a book. Like, but when you got your psycho, it was just, like, it just showed up. Magic happening. Girl, the feeling is great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Know that your parents can only love you the way they know how to love. Don't put expectations on them based on love that you have seen. Make sure you understand how your parents were brought up and how they were loved and how they were shown affection because that's a reflection of how they're going to love you and they can only do their best. Relationship Goals, the podcast, is a full circle television production. Relationship Goals, the podcast, was recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television. Peace, y'all.